It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Denver Broncos brought back Justin Simmons on a long-term deal and Kareem Jackson on a short-term deal to keep the safety room strong. We continue our position preview series heading into training camp for the Denver Broncos by focusing on the position, the players at that position, and some of the storylines that accompany it. Plus, we include Broncos country in the action on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? It's great to have you back to talk Broncos football. I'm Cody Rourke, host of Locked On Broncos, director of video content at Pro Football Network and Broncos analyst for the Locked On NFL Network. From the South Stands to the End Zone, Locked On Broncos is your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Make sure you follow the podcast at Locked On Broncos on Twitter. Like us on the Facebook pages as well. Not to mention, you get this show every single day in video format on YouTube. So hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Locked On Broncos. Not to mention your favorite audio podcasting platform. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue our training camp position preview series on today's episode of the show, yesterday, we focused on cornerbacks. So if you missed that, go check out yesterday's episode. You're going to get in-depth discussion on the Broncos cornerback room, how they're going to get all these players on the field, who's going to make the active roster, my projections, and more. Yesterday's episode of the show, but today we focus on safety. But before we get into the safety talk, folks, just wanted to touch on a very sad day in Broncos country. Former Broncos offensive line coach, he's an O-line guru, Alex Gibbs. He passed away at the age of 80 in Arizona due to a stroke, and Gibbs has such a strong impact, I think, on the way that football is being ran. For over three decades, he helped consult with the Broncos, whether he was a coach or as a consultant on the Broncos' 2013 Super Bowl team at Super Bowl 48. He was a monumental force in the Broncos' offensive rushing attack with Terrell Davis, led by John Elway, instrumental in them winning back-to-back Super Bowls in 97 and 98, and sadly, he has passed away. So our thoughts and prayers go out to Alex Gibbs and his family, not to mention all the players and all the coaches that he has touched the lives that he has impacted over the course of his career in the National Football League, he will be missed. That vaunted zone blocking scheme was something fierce, and it's a big part of why the NFL, I think why rushing offenses are the way that they are, and I don't think it would have been uh, what it is today without maybe some of the philosophies and the tendencies that you've seen that Gibbs has created himself. You see it with the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Shanahan obviously runs the Shanahan offense to a T, and Gibbs' blocking scheme was a big part of that being successful in 97, 98, and over three decades for the Denver Broncos. So unfortunately, we have to start off with some sad news here today, but we're going to get into our Broncos training camp position preview 
with the safety position. Starting things off, we're going to take a look at the key additions or subtractions from that room this offseason. Really no key departures, but additions, right? Justin Simmons, we talked about it, signed to a long-term deal by general manager George Payton for his contributions last season. Having a career-high year for him speaks volumes, not to mention what he means to the franchise on the field and off the field. Justin Simmons does things in both facets the right way. He is something and somebody that George Payton wants to build an organization around. I have said it multiple times here on the show. He is the cornerstone franchise piece for this organization, and he is here to stay long-term, potentially as a Bronco for life. That is the hope here. And obviously with his contract extension, it means a lot that more than likely that's going to be a strong consideration here. So there was that. Now, another key addition, Kareem Jackson. There was no, I think, belief at time, even by myself. When free agency happened, we started to see some of these deals come down the pike. I had no idea, and I didn't think that Kareem Jackson would be back. Myself, and if you thought Kareem Jackson was going to be back, I'd say you're lying to yourself because nobody thought Kareem Jackson will be back after the Broncos declined his contract option. They they failed to pick up the club option, and obviously it led to the speculation that he would more than likely not be back. So the fact that they were able to get him back on a one-year deal at a pretty damn good price for him being the age he's at, I think was great value to the Broncos. And I think for the organization looking at the need to have a veteran defense, having guys in that room, because the Broncos obviously went out and they drafted some young guys in Jamar Johnson, Caden Stearns in the NFL draft. You have to have strong leadership, and maybe some of those guys aren't ready to start just yet. So it's a great move by George Payton to bring Kareem Jackson back this upcoming season. I think it's one of the most underrated moves of the offseason. Similar to last year, I felt like Jeremiah Taucher re-signing with the Broncos last offseason was an under-the-radar move because he was a great rotational guy, and obviously he contributed for the Broncos in a little bit of a big way last year after Von Miller's injury. Obviously, we saw Malik Reed rise up, but the safety position's a different animal because we were really worried last year if something were to happen to Justin Simmons or Kareem Jackson, who do they have behind them? As it stands today, having this conversation, I'm not necessarily as worried about that. So we're going to get into that as well. Obviously, the additions I mentioned, Caden Stearns being drafted, Jamar Johnson, some things that these players have to work on before they can get on the field in the defensive capacity. But they will see time on special teams this upcoming season. We're going to see plenty of them in the NFL preseason as well, which is just about a month away, folks. We are so close to football being back. But in hindsight, let's take a look at Justin Simmons' 2020 season, a big reason why we're going to set the foundation for 2021 when we talk about the Broncos' back-end depth at safety. Simmons had five interceptions last year, a career-high year that I mentioned. He had nine passes defensed. He had 98 total tackles, and he had 11 missed tackles on 1,088 snaps. Now, I think a lot of people, too, I was having a comment on one of my videos from last week with a user on the show about missed tackles, right? And obviously, I think when you look at the safety, position I went through and I looked at Minka Fitzpatrick I looked at Jamal Adams I looked at some of the top safeties in the NFL alongside Justin Simmons and their numbers are similar in terms of overall missed tackles I think Minka Fitzpatrick had I think more missed tackles than Justin Simmons did Jamal Adams played in less games and I think had nine missed tackles and the sample size wasn't as big but obviously when you factor in the snaps that Justin Simmons played versus Jamal Adams Obviously, you saw a lot more from uh, Justin Simmons. So I think that Jamal Adams would have probably finished the season with more missed tackles than Justin. Evidently, yes, you want to improve on that. You want to have maybe under a 10% ratio of missed tackles because it can spike a little bit. But the fact that he was one of the top leading tacklers on the team, I think, speaks volumes for his value there. Not just as a guy who can cover the pass, but a guy who can come up and help against the run. Now, missed tackles, obviously, there's a couple. We're thinking of the Sam Darnold, the one on Thursday Night Football. He just missed him. Didn't take a great angle. It's all about angles, too. And I want to go back to sometimes you have guys – when we define a missed tackle, 
contact has made you wrap up, but the guy runs through it. You can make that argument. That does count as a missed tackle. So there's things that, you know, evident, like if he's missing bad, I'd be concerned. But Justin Sims didn't necessarily have really any bad misses, minus the Sam Darnold one. Outside of that, there's going to be times where guys run through tackles. So uh, as long as he continues to be a, a consistent tackler for Denver, I'm not going to be worried if he has 11 missed tackles when the majority of his tackles are consistent. So we'll keep that in mind in comparison to league average. Kareem Jackson, last year for the Broncos, 89 tackles, one of the other top-leading tacklers on the team, one interception on the season, four passes defensed, and he had two fumbles that he had recovered, not to mention he also had 11 missed tackles in 1,083 snaps. So he played five less snaps than Justin Simmons in 2020, and now he had the same output there. So the Broncos pretty good in, in that regard. Justin Simmons, we see him come up and make plays against the run, specifically behind the line of scrimmage. And Kareem Jackson, we also see him come up like a heat-seeking missile. He is a hitman in shoulder pads, and he's a tone setter. And these two guys are back for the Broncos here in 2021, and they're going to be monumental, I think, for the success of the team here in this upcoming season, not to mention with the talent around them. It may give them more opportunities to play freely. We'll talk about that, though, coming up here in just a moment. But Broncos country, before we do that, I have to tell you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of the show that is our good friends over there betonline.ag and betonline is the fastest and it's the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action with baseball season in full swing you can track all the action at betonline you get all the latest news odds and contest information for all your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl and UFC and MMA action, not to mention when the NFL season rolls around, you're going to get NFL coverage as well. BetOnline.ag. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game with BetOnline. And you can head to the website right now using your mobile device or getting on your computer to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Broncos country, getting into our topic of discussion here, the training camp roster for this team, the safety position. It is not as full as the Broncos cornerback depth or the wide receiver depth, but coming into training camp, they have a lot of valuable players that I think can contribute in some way, shape, or form, whether it be defense, whether it be special teams, this upcoming season. And yes, you evidently have to keep too deep at your major positions, but you may also be able to have a little bit more room for flexibility. And what I mean by that is talking about it. We know that the two starters will be Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson behind them. We don't know who exactly will start. You can make some assumptions and we'll obviously get into that conversation in the YouTube comments. You can tell me who you think will start behind them as the depth options, but looking at the Broncos roster right now, you have Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, PJ Locke, who I'm very high on. I'll tell you about him a little bit later. Trey Marshall, Caden Stearns, and Jamar Johnson, right? So right there, you have some valuable depth there with six safeties. Are you going to keep six safeties? Probably not, but I think that you can make an argument to maybe keep in five. And if you do keep six, there's definite reason for that. And the reason I say that, I had a chance to talk with Vic Fangio in one of the press conferences during mandatory minicamp, and I had asked him specifically, I said, hey, how do you envision guys like maybe P.J. Locke or Trey Marshall 
playing a little bit of a rotation in that safety room, considering the additions of guys like Caden Stearns and Jamar Johnson. He said, look, he said, if these guys, you can have a lot of depth at this position if they can help you out in multiple ways. You can be a safety option. You can be a depth option. We know that Justin and we know that Kareem are going to be the starters, but you can find a role on special teams. And if you can find a way to create an impact on the special team side of the ball, it will lead to more opportunities, getting maybe some rotations and some reps, minimal reps maybe, on the defensive side of the ball during the regular season or obviously if an injury happens. But you want to be able to have guys that are prepared, guys that can play both free, guys that can play up in the box. And what Vic had told me is guys that can play a little bit of both. When you look at Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson, both of these guys, they can cover and they can play against the run and they can tackle. These players need to have that if they're going to step onto the rotation or be a depth option because if one of your starters does go down, you need a player that can replicate what that player can do. So you have several options here, and we're going to get into the active roster. I think that the Broncos, I think they're going to keep five on the active roster. I think they're going to keep Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson. I've got P.J. Locke as a roster lock, Caden Stearns, and Jamar Johnson, which means that more than likely Trey Marshall would be cut during training camp or at the end of preseason. And he just really hasn't had an opportunity, in my opinion, to really kind of get a role and carve one out for himself uh, outside of special teams. I think that Trey has done a really good job on special teams, but he's also dealt with some injuries in the last couple of years. So this is a big training camp upcoming for Trey Marshall, and I'm hoping he can absolutely get on the field and create an impact. He's going to get plenty of opportunity in the preseason, being able to get a lot of reps in games one, two, and three, because I think he is going to be fighting heavily for a roster spot. He was an exclusive rights guy that was brought back on a short-term one-year deal. So there's a lot riding on this training camp and preseason for uh, Trey Marshall in comparison to maybe guys like P.J. Locke, which P.J. Locke, in my opinion, contractually, I don't even know if that's word contractually is in the same boat as Trey Marshall. I do think that PJ Locke those offer some things for the Broncos in terms of versatility. I mean, I've been watching his uh, training videos he's been doing so far this offseason. I mean, he's got great footwork. He's got great hip movement. He's fast, quick reacting. And if he can translate that during practice in 11 on 11 and one on ones, he's going to have an opportunity to, I think, see some time this upcoming season. I think he's going to be an underrated player here. But I wanted to go over some tweets from Broncos country who gave me their thoughts on the Broncos safety room as is. Starting things off with Denver Dork at Dork Draft says, really curious how the secondary and linebacker rotations work out. I think that the depth is young, but potentially a strength. We couldn't even say that last year. So I am in agreement with you there, my friend. Thank you so much for your tweet. You can tweet me anytime, Broncos country at Cody Work NFL. My DMs are always open, but that is a great point. The secondary and linebacker rotation, specifically when we talk about linebacker, we talk about safety, we talk about guys that maybe could play a little bit of both. And I want to reference guys like Duke Dawson. I want to reference guys like Michael Ojemudia, players who we spoke about in yesterday's episode of the show as cornerback depth. Michael Ojemudia playing in that nickel and that dive, have some safety responsibilities against the run and also against the pass. So I want to apply him to this conversation as well. But could we see a point where we see maybe the rookies, Stearns, Johnson, get thrown into the mix? I would be shocked if that's the case. I think that the Broncos want them to soak up as much as they can, especially with having K-Jack back on a one-year deal. I think it's important for those guys to learn from him, brush up on some technique stuff, and get up to speed maybe for next year or two years down the road. I think that's going to be an important element to follow there. At the Harrison D's, our next tweeter, who says, I'm excited about Jamar Johnson and Caden Stearns. He put in parentheses, I think Johnson starts in 2022. Can't sleep on Marshall either. Locke is really athletic and could be great on special teams. I think that really the one competition 
we're going to see as the primary focus of the safety position will be uh, between Trey Marshall and PJ Locke. That's going to be my reservations there. So thank you, Harrison, for your tweet. The next one comes from Mike Kane. He says, strong safety depth. I love Jamar Johnson in the draft. So glad that the Broncos got him. And Jamar Johnson, he's a player that can absolutely add some ball hawking ability to what the Broncos want. I feel like he can learn a lot from Kareem Jackson, though, because one of the issues he had at college was being a consistent tackler. The Broncos will need to have him become a surefire tackler, a more consistent tackler than he was at the next level. And that's something that Vic had told us in one of the media scrums this offseason, that he's a great ball hawk, but he has to be better at tackling at this level than he was at the collegiate level. So we're going to keep an eye on that continuously for the Broncos. And then we're going to go up now to Jolene at Uganda's Joy 01 says it's stacked, especially if Ojemudia moves from cornerback to safety. The draft picks will be great additions to learn from Kate Jack and Justin Simmons, best safety play tandem in the league. Definitely up there. I think that the Broncos duel between those two was very efficient last season. They had some recognition, some honors from obviously pro football focus and some of the other metrics and databases that keep track of this type of things and, and go through their own subjective rankings. I'm glad that the Broncos duel between Simmons and Jackson got some recognition. John at NFL Junkie 1013 says completely depends on how fast the rookies develop. And I don't think that the Broncos at this point are in a position where they have to rush any development with these players. I think that would be actually the worst thing possible. Now, there's a difference between rushing development or a player being ready to play. And I think that players like Patrick Sertan at the cornerback position, I think he's probably going to be more well suited to play immediately in year one than you would see with a Jamar Johnson or a Caden Stearns at the safety position. I don't know how well equipped they'd be to play right away. They need some time. They need some refinement. They need to learn the terminology. They need to understand how the safety position, which in my opinion is probably the most impactful, the most important for the Broncos defensive success is that position. You have to know how every other position works because we've talked about how Justin Simmons lines guys up and gets them audible. That comes from the safety position. He's such a cerebral guy. He understands how to get guys in place. That is a big responsibility if something were to happen for these rookies to come in and have to learn. So that's why I think that P.J. Locke can maybe take the next step because he has familiarity already with this defense, with the safety position. So that will be important to follow. At Mile High Moments says the position is well-stocked, but the two rookies will have some inevitable growing pains. Absolutely. Hopefully, besides special teams duties, their roles will be limited until later in the season as they learn and adjust to the pro game. This is probably as best as I could sum it up, Mile High Moments. Thank you so much for your tweet. I completely agree with you in that regard for where the Broncos' safety depth has to be. These young guys, you drafted them to learn. You drafted them so they could eventually, at one point, maybe take over. You're not going to take over for Justin Simmons, though. He's here on a long-term deal, so really, it's Kareem Jackson's spot, and then it's rotation after that, that these two rookies are going to be competing with and competing for in the next couple of seasons. So it could shape out any way. But Broncos coach, I'm eager to hear what you think about the Broncos' rookies would you like to see them have some time to learn in Vic Fangio's defensive scheme, or would you want them to get some on-field playing time as rookies? There is a benefit. I will say that if you give them minimal reps and some opportunities, I think that you see what they do with it. If they do well, you reward them by giving them a little bit more. But historically with Vic Fangio, one thing we have seen is that you have to earn your role on special teams first. Shelby Harris, now this is not necessarily with Vic Fangio, but Shelby Harris initially before he became who he was, was a special teams player for the Broncos. He blocked a couple of extra points and field goal attempts to help the team win games. And then Malik Reed, he was a special teams player before he got put into the defensive rotation in Vic Fangio's first year. So 
Ball out on special teams, do what the team needs you to do, and you will see an opportunity at some point during the season, maybe in a big role or a small role, but you will get some much-needed reps that will help you for when you are ready to take over as a starter or as a key rotational player on situational downs and personnel packages. Let me know what your thoughts in the comment section down below Broncos country on the Broncos safety depth. Do you believe that Trey Marshall or P.J. Locke are better suited for the Broncos need in 2021? We'll answer that question, and we're going to get to some storylines about the Broncos safety position in general coming up here in just a moment but before we do that folks i have to tell you about built bar which is the sponsor of today's episode lockdown broncos built bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market and did you know that they have a flavor for everybody cookies and cream is now my new go-to it's in my rotation but they have raspberry cherry barcia they also have grasshopper cookie which is a version of a thin mint cookie and they have that at built.com not only are built bars the best tasting protein bar on the market they're also the healthiest protein bar that is out there as well. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only four grams of sugar, folks. I go with Bilt Bar every single day before I work out, or if I need a little bit of a pick-me-up in the afternoon, I take a bite of Bilt Bar, I feel refreshed, and it tastes legitimately like a candy bar. And I want you to get your hands on a box of Bilt Bar today, and I want you to let me know if you buy one as well. What you think? Tweet me on Twitter at Cody Work NFL. Let me know in the comment section below on YouTube at Lockdown Broncos. But I want you to go to Bilt.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 that's going to get you 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCK15 is going to get you 15% off at Built.com. Go get yourself a box of Built Bar today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Jumping into the fourth quarter action of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Just a reminder, Broncos country, after this podcast, you can go listen to Lockdown Today, hosted by Peter Bukowski. And Peter does a great job of bringing you all the news around all professional sports with the local experts covering their teams. Lockdown Today in your favorite podcasting platform. But now we're going to get into our Broncos position storylines for the safety position heading into training camp and for the 2021 season. I wanted to start things off by asking the question, with the Broncos cornerback additions with Patrick Sertan, Ronald Darby, we talk about Kyle Fuller having a healthy Bryce Callahan with a great rotation of depth there and a healthy defense with Von Miller back and Bradley Chubb. Can Justin Simmons have another career high year in 2021? I think it's possible. And the reason I say that is last year, Justin Simmons was a big orchestrator to the success of the Broncos defense. A lot of times when the Broncos were struggling, if you needed to play, who made that play? It was Justin Simmons, whether it's against the run, whether it's coming up and blitzing and knocking a pass down at the line of scrimmage. I go back to the Atlanta Falcons game where Vic Fangio blitzed him inside the A-gap. He stood there. Matt Ryan did a delay. Hut, hut, hut. They called it. Justin Simmons jumped up, had his hands up, knocked the pass down incomplete. That's what the Broncos get out of Justin Simmons. He just He's a guy that's going to make a play when you need it. Now, I feel like with a healthy Von Miller, a healthy Bradley Chubb coming into training camp, and hopefully he can maintain that throughout the offseason, but being ready for the regular season, and then you factor in the cornerback depth on the outside. You factor an inside backer, which you have some exciting additions with Justin Sternett making his debut this year, Baron Browning being a rookie, Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, and some D-line depth there with Draymond Jones anticipated start a defensive end. We're going to get to all those positions this week in our position preview series but I think with a healthy defense 
Vic Fangio could be more creative and have a little bit more flexibility with what he wants to do. Maybe there were certain things that last year the Broncos couldn't do because of the fact that they were limited at their corner depth. So a lot of times you had to play Justin Simmons in that rolling coverage out of a too high safety look. The Broncos played a lot of robber where they'd play zone coverage on one side, they'd play man on the other, and then it designates some man responsibility for Justin Simmons to drop down to cover anything that's coming across the hook to curl or the hook seam. He was there in that middle. Anything that's coming across the field, he was going to pick it up, and Kareem Jackson was going to drop back to the middle third. You could variate it out of a cover three, out of a cover one, or even out of a cover zero at times. There were different things that the Broncos could do, and, and a lot of times at zero coverage, you're really trying to predicate a lot of pressure because there's nobody deep. You're going to be responsible for certain things, certain crossing patterns. You have to be able to pass off guys, and that's what Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson – I feel like they did a pretty good job, and I think that having Bryce Callahan in the nickel really maximized those opportunities for the defense. So that's one. I think Justin Simmons can have probably his best year as a pro just yet, coming off of a career high year in 2020. And coming into 2021, he's going to put himself in a position to where he can even better that this upcoming season. And then who will Kareem Jackson's eventual replacement be after 2021? Now, there is a chance that you could take a look at Kareem Jackson. There is a chance that the Broncos could bring him back after next year. It's certainly possible, right? We talked about him being in his 30s, but he doesn't play like he's in his 30s. And if George Payton, if Kareem Jackson's impact to the Broncos this upcoming season is as valuable as it was last year and the year prior from the safety standpoint, and yes, you still want maybe these young guys to develop a little bit more. You may not be opposed to bringing back K-Jack, but as of right now, it seems a little unlikely that's going to be the possibility with him coming back on a one-year deal. Maybe he, maybe this is his last year, and I think that the Broncos have to operate under the assumption that 2021 is his last year. You drafted these young guys to potentially replace him. You have a couple guys on roster like Trey Marshall and P.J. Locke who maybe could play that role as well this upcoming season or maybe after 2021, but you want to be able to see what you have first. But I think that you can make the argument. If the Broncos are doing really well and Kareem Jackson is having a great year, it's going to be hard to say, hey, we're not going to pay you. You can go off in free agency. I think that when we start to look at players, and rightfully so, you always have to consider this if you're an executive. And I also think that if you're a fan, you consider this. You look at age and you get a little bit scared. But I don't want people to start looking at people as like 35 years old and saying, hey, they can't do it. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. In the UFC, he is 38 years old, and he looks like a boss as a kickboxer and an MMA fighter. I know football is a little bit different, but Von Miller had even said over All-Star Weekend this past weekend with Mike Kliss, our Nine News reporter, he had said that he wants to play another five to seven years. He wants to be able to do that for his son, Valor, who's set to be born at any time now. Uh, that's another conversation for another day, but Kareem Jackson, as I mentioned, does not play like he's in his 30s. He still plays like he's 24, and that is valuable to the Broncos' defense, in my opinion. The other storyline, how long will Jamar Johnson and Caden Stern sit and learn? For me personally, if I'm the Broncos, if I feel like, hey, these players would benefit from having one to two seasons of sitting behind Kareem and Justin Simmons, that would be great. Now, like I said, nobody's going to be replacing Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons is a long-term lock for what the Broncos want to do defensively, and he's going to have a longer shelf life because he plays safety. And you sometimes see cornerbacks at the end of their careers transition to safety. Well, Justin Simmons is in his prime, and he's going to stay at safety for the majority of his career. He's never going to move any other position. He's going to be that as a lifelong player there. Now, for Kareem Jackson, on the other hand, yes, you do have to find an eventual replacement for him. We talked about that. And can Jamar Johnson or Caden Stearns, can one of those two players or maybe even P.J. Locke or Trey Marshall. i got to add them to the mix. Can one of those four players separate themselves as being the best option that if Kareem Jackson were to get traded or were to not come back with the Broncos after 2021 or to get hurt in the regular season, could one of these players do what Kareem Jackson does or be as valuable as Kareem is right away? I think it's very hard to answer that for Jamar Johnson, Caden Stearns, because they haven't played an NFL down yet. So once we see training camp, once we see some preseason games, 
we'll be able to get a little bit more of an evaluating factor on that. But even then, it's still hard with preseason because you're not always playing the team's best players. You're sometimes playing the second, third team, fourth team, fourth string players. So for Jamar Johnson, Kane Stearns, P.J. Locke, Trey Marshall, I've got my eye on that. And then lastly, is P.J. Locke one of the most underrated players on the Broncos roster? I believe that he is. I loved watching him last season on special teams. He's got a high motor. Now, the one thing he absolutely has to work on on special teams, especially when he's playing on punt return, he's protecting, is not holding, right? You can't hold. He had a couple of holding calls last year, but for the most part, P.J. is a guy that helps set everything up on kickoff, on punt, on punt return, on kick return. P.J. Locke was a key player, a key number that I went back consistently and saw, number 37. He stood out to me in a big way, and watching his offseason training program has been fun to watch because he is putting in the work. He is grinding. He's also working a lot with Caden Stearns. They've been working together this offseason, so that is great to be able to see those two Texas players get in the mix a little bit, but for a guy like P.J. Locke, the thing that I want to see from him this season, when he gets an opportunity, and he will on the defensive side of the ball this season, more than likely, that's just a bold prediction right now. It's what the loins are telling me. He's going to make the most of his opportunities. I think he's got the ability to help out against the run with how fast he is, with how physical he is. He can also help out in coverage dynamics too. So for Vic Fangio, I'm really intrigued to see what he has to think about PG Locke in training camp. When I'm there, I'm going to ask Vic, I'm going to ask Ed Donatel if I get the chance to, and I'm going to try to talk with PJ Locke about his expectations this upcoming season as well. But I do feel like PJ Locke from the safety position might be one of the Broncos most underrated players to talk about. But with that said, Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. We have gone through our position preview series, defensive side of the ball safeties today. We did cornerbacks yesterday. Tomorrow, we're taking a look at inside linebacker. There's a lot of storylines. Is Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, are they on the hot seat at all? Do they have to worry about Justin Sternett or Baron Browning or Josh Watson? We take a look at the inside linebacker depth, the storylines of that position. On tomorrow's episode, Lockdown Broncos, make sure you tune in 4 p.m. Mountain Times when the episode drops every single day. We have you covered here, Lockdown Broncos, not to mention on your favorite audio podcasting platform where you can get us every single day. I'm Cody Rourke, host of the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Broncos. Interact with us, get in the conversations. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit that thumbs up, and comment for the algorithm. Love interacting with everybody in Broncos country. But until next time, I'm Cody Rourke, host of the show. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.